0: Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, quipster.net. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoy the review you're about to hear. If you do, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button and you'll continue to get all of my reviews downloaded into your podcast player on a mostly daily basis. Also, if you want to write to me directly about anything you hear here or have a request on something you'd like to hear me do in the future, you can write to me and you can go to my website to find my email address, Quipster.net, dot Elvis and Nixon is the film I'm going to be reviewing today. It's a comedy primarily. It does contain some dramatic elements. It's rated R because of some language, and it runs an hour and 26 minutes. The main stars are Michael Shannon and Kevin Spacey, with supporting roles going to Alex Pettifer, Colin Hanks, Johnny Knoxville, and Evan Peters. The director is Liza Johnson, and the screenplay is credited to Joey Sagal, Hanala Sagal, and Carrie Elvis. Taken in December of 1970, the photograph of the meeting between President Richard Nixon and superstar entertainer Elvis Presley is... Still, the most requested among all photographs in the National Archives. Not much is known regarding the genesis of their meeting, or what the two very different men might have talked about in the White House before or after the snap took place, as the film emphasizes that this meeting occurred before Nixon's habit of surreptitiously recording all of his conversations. The main premise of Elvis and Nixon is to create a comedic speculation on the nature of that meeting, the photograph, and what the leader of the free world and the king of rock and roll might have said to each other in the Oval Office behind closed doors. In the semi-fictional yarn, the impetus for Elvis Presley wanting to meet with either J. Edgar Hoover or Richard Milhouse Nixon is born from his growing discontent at seeing where America has been headed, particularly in the growing cultural unrest among its people, from the hippie movement to the pot smokers to the war protesters to the Black Panthers. The king has decided that he can actually help the country if he can be made a federal agent. Joined by his Memphis Mafia friends, Jerry Schilling from Hollywood and his bodyguard, Sonny West, Elvis travels to the White House in order to have an impromptu meeting with the president, hoping to convince him to get the badge that he will need to carry out his agent-at-large duties. The road seems at an impasse, but Nixon's aides, sensing that a photograph of the two together could endear Nixon come reelection time to large swaths of the country who are big Elvis fans, particularly in the South. They try to make it happen despite Nixon's initial protests of this as some sort of joke. Elvis and Nixon is a mixed bag in terms of its cinematic worthiness. It does offer a nice juicy vehicle for stars Michael Shannon and Kevin Spacey to spread their wings into comedic interpretations. Nevertheless, the production does feel like a premise that could have been better served as a short film, you know, maybe a skit comedy Then it does a full-length feature, especially as there's this uninteresting subplot that fills up too much time that involves Jerry Schilling's need to get back home to his girlfriend's parents, to ask for her hand in marriage... Michael Shannon's far from a dead ringer for Elvis, of course, but he's acceptable in the semi-farcical portrayal. He delivers the soft-spoken nature of Elvis in a very genial, approachable way that makes him mesmerizing. This is an Elvis that lives so deep in the bubble of his own persona, it does make a certain sense that he would be out of touch with the reality of how the world's supposed to work, especially when all of his enablers and his fans kowtow to his every whim. Equally impressive is Kevin Spacey, who keeps his caricature of Nixon mostly on the right side of believability. And it does give the much maligned president an affability and vulnerability, even when he is at his most testy. And that makes the leader a sympathetic and likable and amusing character for the purpose of this film. The film does, unfortunately, suffer a little bit because of the lack of budget to see it truly come to life, and it unfortunately shows in a few significant ways. One is that the film completely lacks any Elvis songs. You would think that Elvis would be a natural selection for a whole slew of examples on the soundtrack, but I'm sure that the exorbitant cost of the royalty payments that this would incur probably made this very limited and very modestly budgeted film have to cut some corners here. It does fill a lot of the places where you would find an Elvis song with some old soul oldies that fill in respectively, such as Sam and Dave's Hold On I'm Coming, which plays over the title track. The film also has a good deal of stock and old film footage whenever you see any of the characters go outdoors, these external environments that are supposed to be set in 1970, and it doesn't really jive with the look of the rest of the film. And that tips us off that this film really doesn't have big Hollywood money behind it. It's distributed by Amazon Studios, the major retailer, the e-tailer, I should say, into theaters before its inevitable home on the prime streaming service. Elvis and Nixon's directed by indie veteran Liza Johnson, who had previously worked with Michael Shannon, who also co-produces this film, in her 2011 feature called Return. It's scripted by actor Joey Sago, along with his ex-wife Hanala, and actor Carrie Elwes. The film does stay watchable and mildly humorous throughout. It's an enjoyable film, even if it tends to be a little bit insubstantial. It's more like an exercise in making an absurdist culture clash, cult of personality comedy premise out of a real life event and to placate audiences who might have their curiosity sparked, especially among fans of both men. As far as what might have caused this very strange meeting between these two men, he would think wouldn't have very much connection other than the fact that they were big figures in 1970. Now, this might be more their story, and their, I mean, the people who made this film, than his story. But they do spin a pretty entertaining yarn with the premise, for which I'm going to give it a modest recommendation. It's an odd duck of a film about two cultural figures who were, in many respects, quite an odd couple themselves, at least for this brief moment in time. So I'm going to give Elvis and Nixon three stars out of four. And three stars on my scale means that I do recommend this film Primarily for people who are very interested in the subject matter. If you're an Elvis fan, if you're a fan of the actors Michael Shannon, Kevin Spacey, you're going to get some pretty interesting roles here for them. If you're a fan of 1970 and you know that era, this is certainly worth a look for a peek into uh, trivial history, I guess. But nevertheless, I do feel that it is entertaining enough for those people who have an interest in a comedic take on what might have happened in the meeting between Elvis and Richard Nixon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. I encourage you to check out my website. You can get links to my Twitter feed and my Facebook page there, as well as read over 3,800 of my written reviews. You can go to quipster.net, qwipste for all the details. Until next time, thanks for listening, and I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies.